Get ready, get ready. This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And we got a little water. And we welcome you into the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones join you here as uh, Buffalo looks to turn a page after suffering their first loss of the season in Week 2 to the Carolina Panthers. And just before the show, we were talking about just kind of how intriguing of a game it was. Granted, the offense didn't show up till late. and We'll, we'll kind of get into what you told me before we started here in just a little bit. Uh, but... Um, you know, I think, needless to say, both of us were very impressed with the Bills' defense here. And to me, you know, there was so much lack of discipline under two years of Rex Ryan. We expected him, you know, he's, you know, some kind of defensive genius. We have a defense. He's going to come in here and just take control. And it was quite the opposite. While just fundamentally sound, you know, we're not seeing guys miss tackles. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that other teams can't move the ball at all there, but uh, to only allow nine points to, I think, a team that maybe not the most explosive offensive team in the NFL, but still a very good one on top of that, um, I, I, I think it was a huge team victory here for the Buffalo Bills. I completely agree, and I think it showed that McDermott's defensive philosophies and Leslie Frazier's defensive philosophies uh, gelled with the mindset of this team. Um you know, we're, we're going to be a big bend, don't break deep. Uh, we're going to give up yards, we'll give up a lot of chunk yards, but when it comes time, they won't. Either they'll stop it on fourth down on the other side of the 50, or we'll just stop it altogether, um, allowing just a field goal. And so I think it's one of those things where, in all honesty, the Bills' defense is going to be, they, they're not going to be like an all-star lights out, three and out defense. But what they will do is they will force you to gain every inch. It's a, it's a slugfest when they're in there with you. Um, and I think that we've gotten, even though our defense has, quote, a few holes. I wouldn't say it's like a ton, but quite a few. Um, we still played really well, and we played so fundamentally sound that um, it, it was just very impressive to see. With the offense, you threw this out here before we started tonight. Um, that, you know, Buffalo said, hey, we, you know, we looked better, you know, uh, when we're running a two-minute drill, let's run that offense, you know, all the time. And that's kind of how the K-Gun was born that uh, maybe you think that th- that could come of uh, what we saw because really we didn't see anything out of the Bills until it came down to crunch time and then they finally started moving the football. I mean, they were just, you know, inches away from Zay Jones making a catch that would have put them close to uh, scoring a go-ahead touchdown. So, I mean, it was disappointing and frustrating early on, but the more the game went on, uh, you know, the more they they seemed to come to life and uh, would hopefully like to see that just right out of the gate. Yeah, and I think as Tyrod becomes more and more in command of this offense, he he said he still doesn't have um, full audible capabilities at the line. Um, so I think once, maybe by probably by week four or five, you'll see this offense really get chugging along. So if we can steal a couple victories throughout. I think that we might have, like legitimately, we might have a shot if this offense, because this defense looks like out. And I know they can't do that every week where they have like eight or nine possessions per quarter where they're on the field. But, um, you know, every four games or five games, if you have an elite defense like ours looks like, 
you can allow your defense to carry you and sort of say, you know what, offense, you may not be chugging along, but we're going to get, you know, I mean, and think about that game. That game could have been totally different. The drives they scored um, field goals on, the Bills almost had three interceptions. Jordan Poyer almost had two interceptions. He had one hit go between his hands on a diving attempt that knocked, uh, broke up the ball. And on another one, it just hit off his fingertips and bounced over his head. Um, and Tredavious White almost had an interception on the second field. So, I, I mean, honestly, if we get a lucky bounce, you know, one or two of those times, we're going to have balls in, you know, we're going to have possession inside the greens or the red zone. Um, and honestly, it could have been a whole different ball game. Yep. I, I absolutely agree on that one here. Um, We'll, we'll talk about more about Denver after we uh, take our first break tonight here. But um, I think, needless to say, they need to figure out something to get the uh, the ground game going early on. I know that teams know that's what Buffalo's good at. Uh, they led the NFL in rush yards last year, I think actually two years in a row. Um, and, and one thing I was disappointed in, maybe it's because he was going against his former team, but... We'd, I didn't see enough of Mike Tolbert out there. It was, uh, you know, anytime they were running the football, it's pretty much shady. And he was getting nothing going. I thought, you know, the way they were running the football and they almost, you know, just tried to solely run it in between the tackles, that uh, that's when you go ahead if you know, give it to, you know, their 230-pound 5'9 uh, running back and uh, let him bang it in there. I thought that was a vital part that was missing in the offense against Carolina was – utilizing uh, Tolbert, who actually I thought looked pretty good in week one against, you know, an okay Jets front seven. Uh, yeah, in all honesty, I thought they didn't utilize him in the correct times. Uh, when we had that third and one, and they did two sort of, I'd call them pretty plays in a row, you know, where a, an offensive coordinator is trying to get too cute with a play call. Line up, put three tight ends of the game, or put an extra offensive lineman, but put Ryan Groy in there as a tight end, line Tolbert up and DeMarco up and say, you know what? I think Mike Tolbert can get three feet in two plays. And I think if you put Ryan Groy in there and DeMarco in there, I don't think there's a chance that – I think there, there's there's not a doubt in my mind we don't get that first down. Yep, I agree 100% because uh, DeMarco is probably one of the better blocking fullbacks in the league. And, you know, we've seen blocking fullbacks – in the past here, uh, most notably, I think of Sam Gash, who uh, went to the Pro Bowl quite a few times for the Bills just based on his blocking abilities. So, uh, yeah, you know, put DeMarco out there and let Tolbert bang it in in their short yardage situations. Because although Shady is electrifying and he can pick up big yards at times, you know, let's get the first down first. Let's not try to, you know, go for the jugular every single time. And, you know, I, I think that's a pretty good analogy on your part that uh, you know some of those plays they were you know they were pretty offensive plays designed by the OC but uh, you know at the end of the day they're you know you're turning over the ball on downs you're not picking up a first down you know get that yardage first then go ahead and try to you know cram it down their throat well the thing is too is um, I think that's just sort of an offensive coordinator mindset you know to be honest off a lot of times OCs try to outthink the opponents. You know, they're trying – they're playing a game of mental chess. So it's one of those things where I think that, honestly, sometimes as the head coach, you got to be like, you know what? Call a dive here. Just put Tolbert in the game. Put Groy in the game. Let's get a dive going. 
Now, McDermott is not at all like that. Um, that's a very Rex thing to do. Um, McDermott is, to be honest, I think he has it. Um, and when I mean it, I mean the, what the great coaches have. But um, I honestly think that it would be, I think it would behoove, some, behoove McDermott to sometimes say, hey, you know, maybe think about this. And a lot of times that's what a good, offense, or a good head coaches will do, just say, hey, you know, we're at third and one. Probability says we put Mike Tolbert and our big boy package in the game and uh, we get this first down. Let's try a dive. And so I think that, in all honesty, what would, be, what would have been great to see is just some power package. You know, they were, they're a big front seven. They are maybe one of the best front sevens in the NFL. Like, bar none, I, they're probably one of the best front sevens. Um, but the thing is, is you got to sometimes, you know, we, we tried to trick them. And with smart players like Luke Kukli and Thomas Davis, you just can't trick them. They're, they're, they are too smart and been through too many snaps to get tricked by a simple thing like a, or like a fake pitch. So I, I just think that if we simplify the offense and we start, you know, airing it out a little bit, spread it out a little bit, then I, th- I think this offense could really start clicking. You're listening to the BuffaloDown.com podcast. Brad the Bruiser, Icorn, Alex Jones. Follow us both on Twitter. Uh, tweet me at Bills Bruiser. Tweet Alex there at Sane. Alex Jones. Bills getting set to take on the Denver Broncos. One o'clock kickoff from New Era Field, and uh, Buffalo looking to. Uh, Try to get back on the positive side here and go above 500, along with remaining perfect at home. And uh, we'll see what they do on Sunday. We're going to take a break. On the other side, we'll talk directly about this Denver game and what we see this Bills team doing. That more coming up. This is the BuffaloDown.com podcast. The Bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout it right now, baby. Come on, come on. Come on and shout. Buffalo's happening now, we're on the moon now, the fields are happening now, they're making it happen now, we've got the spirit, a lot of spirit, yeah, we've got the spirit, just watch it happen now, hey, 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 let's go Buffalo. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Okay, guys, where else would you rather be? This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And we got a little water! This is the BuffaloDown.com podcast. Brad the Bridge right corn and Alex Jones with you as we get set for Bills Broncos. Like I said, coming up at New Era Field, a 1 o'clock kickoff, 12 Central. And the Bills look to go to 2-1-1 on the season. As for Denver, they like to stay perfect 
a close victory over San Diego in week one and then just absolutely thrashing the Cowboys. And, you know, it's easy to watch Cowboy games. You know, I live in Dallas, but, you know, I've lived elsewhere in the country and the Cowboys are always on TV. And dating back to those two Super Bowls in 93 and 94, I absolutely despise the Dallas Cowboys. Trust me, it's very, very painful for a Bills fan living here in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, So anytime that the Cowboys lose, I'm happy. But when they just get absolutely put on their their tush like that, they you know I'm ecstatic. Um, but we were talking before the show there that you know let's face it, there was no film last year this time of year ago on Dak Prescott and uh, Ezekiel Elliott in this Cowboys offense. Now you know teams have some material to study on. Um, they can account for the fact that the Cowboys have a, just a porous defense. And I think that was an advantage, although I think Denver is decent. Uh, I think uh, we're seeing Trevor Simeon get way too much credit way too early here. And, uh, you know, just reading some of the predictions early on for the game last week against the Panthers, uh, there wasn't a lot of people giving Bills any chance of credit. And, you know, granted they lost, but they only gave up nine points and lost by, you know, six altogether. You know, it was a touchdown game. That I, I, you know, win or lose here, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than, you know, the so-called experts may think. Uh, yeah, you know, actually Denver's a very similar team to us. A big run game, good offensive line after last week. Maybe the Bills offensive line isn't as good as we thought. Um, but, you know, they, they are an elite defense, and that's where they honestly have their skills. A very good special team. That's one thing we don't talk about a lot is the Bills' special teams. The Bills' special teams have been very good for the past couple of years. I know they take some dumb penalties from time to time, but to be honest, that's that's just part of special teams. It's that they do take dumb penalties from time to time. Um, and so I just think uh, but the Denver Broncos have a very good team. Um, and I think they're built very well. Uh, John Elway has a vision for his team and has a very specific type of player he'd like, similar to what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott like. Um, and so I think that, you know, the the, Cow- uh, the Broncos are essentially what the Bills could eventually be if they keep Tyrod Taylor at the helm. Um, you know, you've got some question marks at quarterback. You have a real good, real good defense, staunch defense. Um, and strong special teams. So I think it's one of those things where, you know, the Bills could surprise a few teams, much like Denver did um, against the Cowboys. Yeah, we'll have to see here some intriguing matchups in this one. Uh, First off, you know, uh, C.J. Anderson had a big game against the Cowboys there. Um, You know, Trevor Simeon looked good throwing the football there. I think he at least had two touchdowns scored in that game. And, uh, you know, it was a... I would say, you know, Buffalo's all about team wins, and that was definitely a team win there. I know they, they beat Dallas bad, but, you know, I don't think it was necessarily one player. It was a variety of different players torching that Cowboy defense. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what we're going to see this week here is, you know, you know two, you know, team-style teams in, in the most boring, nerdy sense here, uh, you know, cliched, if you will, going out there in a – you know, playing 60 minutes of football. Yeah, I think it's actually, you know, this word, is, this phrase is overused, um, but it's going to be a slugfest. It's honestly, for those of you who are casual fans or don't like the minutia of, like, 
defensive battles, you're going to hate this game. I think this team, I think this game is going to be a defensive battle. Um, I think both teams are going to put their defenses out there. It's going to be low yards. I, and you know what? I could be completely wrong. It could they maybe they figured out our defense out, or maybe we figured theirs out. And it, we could be forty-five to thirty-five or forty-five fifty. Um, but the thing is, is that. I, I honestly, with these defenses, think that they have very, a very good set of corners. Their safety is a little weak. Linebacking core is good with Brand Marshall, who had one of the funniest football moments of this. Yeah, we'll see here. Um, you know, we'd like to see so much more out of this Bills offense than we saw. Uh, last week, and it was just, you know, too little, too late in the game um, that I think offensively the key for this game here is get the round game open and maybe open up with the pass. Uh, I, I read, you know, some of the transcripts from today that, you know, Tyrod Taylor would like to take shots downfield. We saw Brandon Tate was a healthy scratch last week, you know, put him back in the lineup, get him in wide receiver because, you know, he's one of the faster guys here. But, you know, I, I've pretty much listen to WGR just all the time and a lot of people said you know this is the kind of offense you're going to get with the receivers they have there and I'm not ready to buy into that just yet you know I'm you know the typical you know I wouldn't say typical but I'm just you know the silly optimistic Bills fan out there that you know thinks that his team has a shot every week here but I think if you want to get the ground game go open if you want to get the ground game going this week Buffalo absolutely they have to absolutely open up with the pass. I agree. Also, what would be probably smart is uh, it's a little different than last week um, because in a four-three defense, you want to attack the edges. Um, because in all honesty, with the two nose, with the two tackles in there playing normally in, in a base four-three, you have a three technique, uh, which is the outside eye of the guard, and one technique, which is the outside eye of the center to the weak side. Um, so. You, you, you have a 4-3, whereas this week we're playing a 3-4, the inside zone, because your tackles, uh, your defensive ends in a 3-4 normally play at an outside eye of the tackle with your nose head up. On, it allows that inside run game to do well. So we should attack a little bit more with that inside zone, which has a chance to pop um, specifically because you normally get a lot of flow on the inside zone and you have your guards straight to the linebacker, which is a good matchup a lot of the time. So I think that, in all honesty, if we start doing that inside zone early and often, that could be a key to victory. We'll see. The offensive line has looked so porous uh, in preseason and then especially uh, in their loss last week to, uh, I, I, I say, a pretty good uh, Panther defense here that uh, it's, it's – yeah. I, I mean, whatever it takes at this point – to get the offensive line going, I'm all for it. If they have to switch to a, a zone uh, tape scheme here, that that's perfectly fine at this point because this is a good, very good, if not great linebacking core that we're going to see from Denver this week. Uh, Van Miller, uh, Von Miller is one of the best, uh, you know, if not one of the best linebackers currently playing in the NFL at this point. That uh, they're going to pose a definite challenge for this Bills squad. Yeah. Uh... I also think that their um, they're central, the middle linebackers for their team are very good. Uh, you've got Brandon Marshall and, oh, what's the other team? He's a fifth round pick. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but the middle linebackers are decent. 
Um, but I honestly think that if the Bills start attacking with a run, zone run scheme, um, specifically allowing those guards to go straight to the linebackers off the first step, um, you, you'll have a little bit of congestion, but Shady is very, very good at getting through congestion and sort of um, getting to the next level. I think that that the smartest route for the Bills to go. All right, uh, let's let's get into a little bit of uh, prediction here. Let's say someone on Buffalo's offense has a big game, and it, it feels weird to phrase the question like that. But out of such a lack of offensive production, um, you know, I think there's a reason to be skeptical about this offense. But we saw Shady McCoy shut down last week. I think this week. They find new ways to open it up, and we'll see a rejuvenated Shady McCoy, whether it be catching the football, running the football. I think he's going to have a big week. Uh, I, I think uh, one person that may be coming back for a big game is Zay Jones. Uh, you know, after a big drop like that, a lot of guys either go bigger, you know, they either come back bigger than they did before, or the opposite happens, they crumble. So it'll be interesting to see how often they feed him the ball. Um, I think Tyrod could have a big week this week. Their safeties are uh, questionable. I, I, with the release of TJ Ward, I'm not exactly sure who's playing safety for him. Um, so that's a big question mark on their defense. So attacking down the middle of the field um, with some deep passes could open that up. Uh, the one thing I find really interesting, though, you see, I listened to WGR too, and I... Last year, it only seemed like people said, I want him to throw outside the numbers short and across the middle short. And this year, now that he's doing it, it's, oh, no, why isn't he throwing the deep ball? I want him to throw the deep ball. And it's like, okay, you guys were the same people calling in last year. Oh, all Tyrod do is does is throw the deep ball. That's it. He only throws the deep ball. He does nothing else but throw the deep ball. And it's like, all right, you got to make up your mind. Either A, choose to say, yeah, he only throws the deep ball. Or choose to say no. He can do a he he can throw across the middle too. I agree with you, and I was going to throw out Tyrod out there, but I really like what you had to say about Zay Jones because you know I I, I see potential in the two games we've seen out of him that I think that there's going to be a week where we just see this kid freaking catch fire, and you know he just has all sorts of receptions there and. Uh, you know, I, I, I think he's probably more of one of the underlooked rookies in this draft class of the 2017 class that I think that, you know, I just feel, you know, called intuition or whatever. But I see, you know, Zay Jones is just going to catch fire at some point here. Yeah, and honestly, he also is sort of, I, I think having him, I think that was a tough lesson to learn, but is a very valuable one. Um, because if you listen to the John Murphy show, Donald Jones explained it very eloquently that they want you to break more vertically than flat on that uh, outside route, the po- on the flag he ran outside. So, or the post, sorry. He, um, he cut it more flat, whereas Tyrod thought he was going to go more vertical because the quarterback will throw flat. Um, and so I think it's a tough lesson to learn, but I think he's going to pick the brains of the older guys in the locker room for some techniques. A guy like Jordan Matthews or Andre Holmes, who has been in this league for a long time. Well, and heck, I mean, you know, go right to your radio here. I think Donald Jones is not a, a bad guy to pick the brain of either because uh, let's remember, uh, you know, back in that receiving core, 
which it's funny to think about it. It was David Nelson. It was Stevie Johnson and, you know, Donald Jones. Donald Jones was the guy who could stretch the field. Stevie Johnson was the precise route runner. And uh, David Nelson was kind of that big body, almost tight end-like wide receiver out there uh, that, you know, why not talk to, you know, your veterans and, of course, a guy like Donald Brown who, you know, has been part of this Bills organization there and, uh, you know, was kind of making the transition in the broadcasting and coaching at the same time that, uh, no, I heard how we dissected that play there. And, it, you know, I, I, I think uh, Donald Brown would be a definite uh, quality resource there for Zay Jones to explore. Uh, another person I think Zay Jones could reach out to who could really help his game is Stevie Johnson. Their skill sets are uh, different but similar, if that makes sense. Uh, they're sort of lengthier, bigger guy that can run slot routes. In all honesty, I'd love to see Zay work routes with Stevie, just because Stevie had such a unique way he broke routes and the way he boxed out. The I mean, I was I saw it the other day. Um, somebody posted the game he had against Richard Sherman. It was something like six catches for one ten and a TD, like destroyed Richard Sherman in his prime. And it's because he was so deceptive with how he ran his routes. Um, I honestly would love to see um, Zay Jones hook up with Stevie Johnson. All right, let's get into predictions. What's your prediction for this week, Alex? Um, I'm going to say 13 to 9 Bills. All right, yep. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to pick the Bills. I'm going to say 17 13. So a close win, but a gritty uh, battle in the trenches. Gutted out win there for the Bills at a new era field. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the BuffaloDown.com podcast. Read your work here at BuffaloDown.com, Facebook.com slash BuffaloDown. Follow us both on Twitter at Bills Bruiser at St. Alex Jones. I'm Brad the Bruiser. Icorn, go Bills. This has been the BuffaloDown.com podcast, part of the Fan Sided Sports Network, an R Street Media production.